You are listening to a message from Foothills Church in Miraville, Tennessee. More information about Foothills Church can be found online at foothillschurch.com. All right. Well, man, what an incredibly exciting day to be able to um, be able to celebrate in our new auditorium. And anytime you have such a, a huge feat like this, a, a huge goal like this, it's, it's the result of a large group of people who have collaborated uh, who have served and sacrificed and, and given to make it a reality. And so uh, I wanted our staff and some really uh, key people to, to come on stage with me uh, today. And I want to first, though, um, say we would not be here if it were not for all of you who have served, who have given, and who have committed to the vision of, of this church. And so as a staff, we're going to clap for you guys. And you can clap for yourself too, that's cool. You did a great job. And so uh, I want to just introduce a few people to you. Let's slide down just a tad because Leanne is in the dark, Taylor's in the dark. Um, So we'll start, uh, Leanne is our preschool director of Launchpad and and so she serves in all kinds of areas in our church and has just been a huge help for us. And, And then next to her, Taylor, Josh, and Zach are over our creative department and so all the cool stuff that you see as a result of James and these three guys and their brilliant minds and so we're excited for their work. Pastor Taylor serves our college ministry as well. Uh, next is Whitney. She is my assistant and keeps my life in order, and so I'm thankful for her and uh, has done an incredible job with helping us with design and all that stuff in this building. Kristen uh, McCarge is over our hospitality team, and, and uh, all of your volunteers are here. They're cheering for you, has, has worked so diligently and, and been amazing. This is Christy and uh, my brother, Pastor Todd, uh, over Christy over the cafe also is assisting Todd. Todd's over so much in our church, whether it be counselors or uh, whether it be small group leaders and all of our missional efforts externally. And so he's taken on a huge role um, as I've been really focused on a lot of administrative duties with this building uh, as far as a pastoral role. So I'm really thankful for his ministry and his leadership. I know you guys are as well. Next to him is uh, Miss Angela. She's over our kids' ministry, and everybody's excited for for her. We joked about this in the first service, but people are watching the kids while you're here, right? So they're safe, so they're they're good, but she's doing an incredible job. Extremely thankful for her. This is Sally, and then Pastor Landon. Uh, They serve our student ministry, uh, as well as assist in the creative uh, process in our church and uh, kids and family ministries, and they have just been doing a phenomenal job. So we're we're so thankful for them and, and what God has done in their life through their ministry. And Andrew Zixis, he is over our finance and this facility, so he's been busy at work as well getting this facility ready, ready and done an amazing, uh, incredible, incredible job. Um, on this side uh, is Jimmy Hawkins. Uh, he is, yeah, <laughs> if you know Jimmy, he's been uh, the... He, he owns Leon Williams Contractors. He's the one that built this place. And uh, so he's done a phenomenal job. He and his team, they have been working so diligently. And you know, the reality is you faced a lot of, of problems and setbacks and really spiritual warfare. And uh, you, had to, you had to fight through it, man. And so thank you for that and uh, appreciate. Uh, it, it's really a blessing to be able to trust your contractor. <laughs> And, uh, and we do, and he's a partner here at FC, and he cares about this place, and so we're excited. 
This is Jake Parrish, uh, and this is Steve Llewellyn. These guys are uh, on our elder team. And uh, somebody's a fan of Steve, all right? <laughs> and uh, they have done, obviously, with their support and uh, with their, their ministry, loved me, been a friend to me. And uh, without them, we wouldn't be here today. And so I'm really grateful for you guys, and thank you for your friendship, and I and, uh, love you guys. And then in the middle here, uh, Pastor James, you know uh, Pastor James is our worship pastor, but come on up here, man. <laughs> obviously, everybody's played a huge role. Pastor James has been the project manager uh, from uh, my perspective and the staff's perspective and, and uh, has just handled details and, and uh, has led this whole process with Jimmy and his team. And so thank you, man. You've done incredible. I've slept at night because you've helped me carry that burden and uh, very gifted and, and extremely talented. So thank you. Uh, this is Bill Mathis. And Bill, um, step up here, Bill. This is... Uh, uh, from Grace Baptist Church, Bill is a, a member there. He's been a trustee there, served in all kinds of different ministry roles at Grace. And for those of you who may be new, our church was planted by Grace Baptist Church. And so they are our sending church. And so I asked Bill to come today uh, to be the representative from Grace uh, to see what God has done as a result of, of your faithfulness and your commitment to the vision uh, over 11 years ago when this whole thing began to unfold. And so uh, we thank you for the resources to start this place and uh, for helping us secure the loan to buy the first building. And uh, if it wasn't for, for guys like you and, and, and Grace, we wouldn't be able to be here today. And so tell everybody we're th extremely thankful for them. And uh, thanks for being here. Thank Appreciate you. you. <clears throat> this, this is my father. This is uh, Ron Stewart. And uh, he um, really had the vision for this place. And he doesn't have a microphone. And so he's going to need a microphone. And, uh, or you could yell really loud, hey, thanks for wearing the V-neck sweater today. Yeah. We, look, we look good together. I'm glad you learned at least one thing from me. Yeah, how to dress. Thank you. And here's a mic. So, you know, several years ago, God gave you the vision uh, to lead the church, to plant this church. And so um, walk us through some of the things that God was doing in your heart. When nobody else saw it, you saw it. T tell yeah. us about that. Well, it goes back to my calling. My calling was to preach the gospel. And why do you preach the gospel? To reach people, to change lives that can change the world. And so at Grace, we had grown to the point on the property. We'd bought all the property around us that we could find and build about all the buildings we could build on it. And we still had the calling to reach, to reach people. It's not about a local church. It's about the kingdom of God. Mm. And so I thought, how can we reach more people? And then that's when the church planning kind of uh, situation started taking off a little bit. At least I started hearing about it. And so I felt like, all right, God wants us to plant a church. We know how to grow a church. We know that people are hungry for the gospel. Mm. And uh, loving the gospel and loving Jesus and living it out, that's where you reach people. And so we thought, if we can take the people that we have in this church and help them plant a church somewhere in the community, we can reach more people. Yeah. And so that's, that's how we got started with it. Yeah. Right, I, wanted to, I thought Halls was the place where we were supposed to go initially. Mm. And so uh, uh, we looked over in Halls. We drove around. We talked to people. We talked to other churches to see if they would let us kind of partner with them to take over and, and uh, reinvigorate that church and all that. Nothing worked out. Mm. Every door was closed. I looked at buildings and shopping centers where we could purchase or, or buy or move into. Nothing worked out. 
And then I just began to continue to pray about it. All right, God, this is an opening. What, what am I missing here? And I began, he began to lead me in the direction of Maryville. You may know we had a radio program for about 27 years on Joy 62. And for some reason, I got a lot of response from the Blount County area. Uh, they responded real well. And, uh, and a lot of pastors called me to come and preach at different positions for them, revivals and things. And so I spoke there, and uh, I started thinking, uh, if there is that much interest in the ministry of Grace Baptist Church, then that may be a, the location where God wanted. So hmm. we started looking in this direction. We started sending out some flyers and make announcements and all those things that you do. And God just began to throw open all the doors. Hmm. One thing after another, started drawing out people. We met at the library downtown. Mm -hmm. I think we had about 15 or so people mm -hmm. that showed up from there. And that was the beginning of it. And, yeah. uh, and then Trent was a part of all of that too. And he took over and this is God's yeah. blessing. That's this amazing. is God's ministry. Did you ever envision all of this? Well, that's why we did it, you yeah. know, the, the <clears throat> yeah. So it's, he oozes yeah. vision. Yeah, see. <laughs> did see, you envision all the confetti? Did you get all, was that part of you, the plan? You got me there. You got yeah. you there. Yeah, and, and some of the bright lights, you kind of got, got me there. Got you there. Uh, but, uh, but that was it. See, we weren't, we weren't out to, to have a thousand people. We weren't out to reach a hundred people. Yeah. We were out to reach one person. Mm -hmm. One person at a time, one family at a time. You know, seeing one person saved, then you reach one family, and you reach one family, then you can reach one cousin, and you can reach... Mm -hmm. And so we were just out to reach people. And the result of this is that the people who bought into the vision, yeah. they saw the vision too. Mm -hmm. But see, it wasn't my vision. Mm -hmm. God gave a vision to Moses. He, he gave a, a vision to Jonah. Uh, he gave a vision to Paul. But it wasn't their vision. It was God's vision. Now you're this, preaching. Yeah, you're preaching. Uh, yeah I, I'd like I'm to. I'm supposed to be right, the one yeah, preaching. Yeah, all right, well. All right. I hope go you ahead. I go hope, ahead. I hope, you read my, <laughs> I hope you read my notes today well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But no, uh, it, it is God's vision. This is God's vision. So my vision is little. Yeah. You know it's God's vision when it goes larger than you ever dreamed it could. Yeah. And so this isn't as large as it's going to be because it's God's vision, all right? Don't ever forget that. This is God's vision, and you get to be a part of it, and yeah. I get to be a part of it. Wow. And I praise the Lord for that. Well, I'm grateful for you to be uh -huh. here, and thank you for speaking. Yeah. Of course, uh, we wouldn't be the men we are without mom, and right. uh, we know she's watching from a hospital bed today, so mom, we're praying for you. Uh, we're praying for strength, and uh, we're excited to see what God's going to produce in her life, a miracle. And so, Good news today. Blood good. counts up. Uh, fluid's down. That's good. Praise the Lord. That's a good thing. Keep praying. So I've asked Dad uh, just to pray a prayer of dedication today. And so, uh, Dad, would you just pray for us now? I will. All right. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, this is the day that you have made, and we are rejoicing today, God. We're rejoicing in it because of the blessings that you have poured down upon this place. Lord, this is just brick and mortar and plastic and all the materials, but Father, this is a building that was built by the hand of God. Mm. This is a building that represents a visible, tangible evidence that God gives visions and then he carries it out by using his people to be able to bring it about. So Lord, we yeah. give you the praise today. 
for everything that we see, everything that we feel, yes. every miracle that has taken place. We give you the praise for all of that this very moment, Lord, because it's because of you and your power. But Lord, today, we dedicate this building to you, to your use, for your purpose, to see lives touched and changed by the Holy Spirit of God, yes. to see marriages that are, that are in trouble and desperately seeking help, to know that they can be healed through yes. the power that is preached here from this church and the Word of God. And for those prodigals that have run away and, and need to come home, Lord, we, this church is here as a lighthouse for them. And so we thank you, and we dedicate every bit of it mm. so that in generations to come, generations to come, yes. will come here and find the gospel still being preached, lives still being changed, marriages still being healed, yes. and prodigals still coming home. Mm. Amen. Lord, I pray that every member, every, every person who is a partner here at Foothills would make this not only a dedication time for these buildings, and the blessings they've received, but to be a dedication of their lives once again to you and to serving you, to be your instruments to help fulfill the vision that you have for grace, for this, this building here, and for Grace Baptist Church and Foothills Church and for every other church that preaches the gospel. Yeah. Bless them, I pray, Lord. May your will be done yes. as they continue to follow you, as they continue to serve you, and as you continue to bless them, we dedicate ourselves afresh and anew to that vision. And all of God's people said, in the name of Jesus, amen. amen. They said, amen. praise the Lord, right? Thank you. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Love you. Thanks. Well, this really is um, an incredibly special day, and so we have come really, really far as a church and as a, as a community of believers, and, and uh, we have a great facility. And, um, you know, the thing about this facility is it's, it's, it's the next step, right? But it's not the final step for us. It's, it's a big day. It's a big opportunity. We're going to praise God uh, for what uh, He has done in our life. This building, it's a tool. Just like any ministry is a, is a tool to reach people with the gospel. And so this isn't our final step, even though it's a huge step. But I, I want to caution us today in, in the excitement that we wouldn't believe that we have arrived. Because we aren't a better church. I'm not a better pastor just because we have this building. We're, we're not a better community. We're not, we're not a better church just because we have this new facility. It's a tool. It's an amazing tool that God is going to use to reach thousands with the gospel. We created an amazing space for those who are not here, but just because we have an amazing space doesn't mean that people are going to show up. Contrary to what a lot of people would joke about, if you've seen the movie The Field of Dreams, if they build it, they will come. That's not a biblical principle <laughs> because empty space doesn't reach people. People reach people. And so it's going to require you and I to continue to invite people to church, share our faith, talk about what God is doing here, and continue to serve in such a way that people would be drawn here and experience hope and power and the presence of Jesus in their life. And so our message today and our message to the city is that you belong here. 
And so I want to spend some time unpacking that thought and, and helping us realize that everyone in this city, I want us to be uh, just vigilant about sharing with them that this is a place that they can belong. You know, we're all really searching for a place to belong. We're all, we all have this place in our heart where we want to fit in. We want to we ask the question at work, do I fit here? Do I, do I belong here? If you're a student at school, you're wondering, where do I belong? Do I belong in this group or do I belong in that group? And so we're asking this question, where do we belong? And where will we find love? Where will we find acceptance? Where are we going to find friendship? And it's in our nature to want to belong. It's in our DNA to, to want to find acceptance and friendship and community. How many of you guys have ever gone to an event or a party and you didn't know anybody and you showed up and it was just extremely awkward? You ever done that? You ever been to that in that spot? Like, I remember several years ago, uh, I, was, I was a young pastor just kind of getting into it and uh, my, my, my young 30s at that time and I and, uh, went to this pastor's conference where all of these Southern Baptist uh, pastors were going to be and there's three or 4,000 of them there and, and so uh, there was a smaller gathering at night for a, a more intimate like session and you had to get the special invite to this session. So I knew a friend who knew a friend and I got the invite so I'm, I'm showing up to this place where there's a bunch of you know, older Southern Baptist pastors. And, and here I am, this young guy. I walk into the room wearing ripped jeans and a V-neck T-shirt. And I walk into a room where all of these SBC pastors are wearing suits from the 1980s. <laughs> I immediately felt a little out of place. Here's this young kid, and what is he doing? And, and uh, I remember that 45 minutes before that session started was one of the most awkward, painful moments for me as I tried to find my place and do I belong in this environment. And, and many of you know what that feels like. You know what it feels like to want to belong somewhere, to try to find a sense of belonging. It's no fun to be, be in a room full of people and feel like you don't belong. For those of you who have been attending here for a while, you've got friends, you have relationships here, I want to remind you that every single Sunday at FC is someone's first Sunday here. I don't want us to forget that. And for many of you who are new or maybe this is your first time here, I want to encourage you, I want you to hear this today because we really believe it. We believe that you belong here. And the reason why we have this desire to belong is because God put that desire there. It's in our DNA to want to desire this. In fact, have you ever thought about what existed before uh, creation in Genesis chapter 1? Like what was going on before God created the earth and man and all that stuff? And we don't really know, but you know, it kind of blows our mind to think about stuff like that. But we do know that God existed. I mean, that's a, we do know that. In fact, in Genesis chapter 1, it says in verse 26, God says, let us make man in our image. What is going on with these pronouns, us and our image? Well, the reality is what we understand from that one verse is that God is speaking about the Trinity, that even before the creation of our world, God existed in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So even before anything else was created, God existed in relationship. So you and I were created out of a relationship, for relationship. It's in our DNA, and we can't get away from it. 
In the first and second chapters, we see God creating the earth and the sun and the moon and the days, and he's creating animals. And after everything that he creates, he says, it is good. And then he gets to man, and he creates Adam. And after he creates Adam, he makes a statement that teaches us a lot. You remember what he said? It is not good for man to what? Be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. You see, we were created to be in relationship, and even in paradise, without relationship, it wasn't quite right. And so that's why it's in our heart. That's why we desire this relationship, and that's why I can honestly say, scripturally speaking, that you were created for relationship. You were created to be included. You were created to be in a family, and you were created to belong. And I want to encourage you and let you know that you belong here. Every single one of us is finding community and belonging in something right now. At least you're you're seeking it, and a lot of you kind of found it maybe in a hobby. You know, maybe you like golf, and so you've kind of found a circle of buddies, some golfing buddies or whatever, and so that's kind of a community. Maybe, Maybe you're into whatever sport, and you're in college or high school, and so out of that that uh, you know, love for that sport, you found other people that love that sport, and so you've kind of created a little belonging. Maybe you're in business, and, and there are people in this church or around that are in that same field, and so you have that commonality, and so you kind of find that sense of belonging with them. We're all finding belonging in various ways, but I do want to caution us. All those relationships and communities are, are great, but those relationships won't lead you to experience the power and the purpose and the presence that God offers when we belong to his church. And out of these relationships, God is changing and God is, 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 is equipping and his spirit is powerfully moving. So the bottom line today's, uh, for today's message is that we can't become, you can't become without belonging. You can't become the man or the woman. You can't become the student, the college student, that God knows that you could become unless you belong to a few things that I want to mention today that are powerful and life changers in our life. If you've got a Bible, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. God wants to change your life. And if we have the right things in place, if we belong to the right things, God can do incredible things in and through your life. In Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to begin in verse 8 and cover a a couple of verses in chapter 2 and in verse 3. Here's what it says in verse 8. For grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. So salvation is is a gift that God offers to you, and we receive it by faith. You can't live a good life. You can't do any, anything at all to earn salvation. In fact, he says, if you could earn it, then you would brag about it. And so he says, it's a gift. God gave it to you by faith so that no one could boast. Verse 9, or verse 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So let's slow down here and be careful. We're not saved by these good works, but by faith God saves us for a 
good work. He continues, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So before you were created, before you existed, God knew that he was going to create you, and he knew that he was going to save you, and he specifically, before the foundations of the world, had a purpose and a work for you to do while you live this life. Now, the journey and the excitement is belonging to a church that helps you discover what that purpose is. Let's continue, though. Hop down to verse 12. He says, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ. So before faith in Jesus, you are separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise. So we didn't belong. Before Jesus saved you, you didn't belong. You were alienated. You were a stranger. He says, having no hope. And you were without God in the world. But verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, you who were once not a part of the family, you who were once not belonging to the promises of God, you didn't belong, I didn't belong, I was alienated from a relationship with God on my way to hell. He says you were far off, but you have been brought near. How? How we've been brought near to God by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jump down to verse 19. So then, you are now no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Now, let me share with you three important things that you and I have to belong to if we're going to become the person that God knows that we could become. And the first thing is this. You were created to belong to God's family. You were created to belong to God's family. It says that we were alienated because of our sin. We were strangers. And so what we have to do is so step back and say, okay, how do I become a part of the family of God? You weren't just born a part of the family. So how do we belong to God's family? Well, because we're alienated and strangers, we have to recognize that we're sinners. And that sin has separated us from God. But God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And his blood was spilled, his blood was shed as a payment for our sin. And three days later, he rose from the grave, defeating sin, defeating death, so that by faith in him, receiving his forgiveness, we can be saved. And when we are saved by God's grace through faith, then we become part of the family of God. Not before that, not before that faith. But when that faith exists, God saves us. He makes us a part of the family of God. We belong to the family. In Christ, then, we have been brought near by the blood 
of Jesus, and we're no longer strangers. In verse 19, then, it says that we are fellow citizens. We're members of God's household at that point. You see, Jesus created a new citizenship. And so what Paul is saying here, and he says it elsewhere, now that we are in Christ, there is no Jew and Gentile. There's no slave and free. There, there's no differences in, the, in, in our race. And in America, I mean, we experience a lot of tension between various races, right? But in Christ, what he is saying here is that Jesus paid it all so that all could belong in him. And we are seeing this to be true, not only in our church, but all over the world. There are Asian churches and Christians and Africans and immigrants and former murderers and former adulterers and those who have had abortions and Republicans and Democrats, Americans and Mexicans and Haitians and on and on and on. All are welcome and belong in God's family if they will by faith receive Jesus as their Lord. And so no matter who you are or where you've come from, you can belong to the family of God by giving your life to Christ. You might be new to church. You might be new to Christianity in general. And so you're wondering, like, do I fit in, man? I'm not very good. Like, I don't know if I fit in with all these Christian people. I don't have a V-neck sweater. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to fit in. You know, usually I'm not wearing a sweater and a tie, but it was the first day, and my mom said, Trent, are you going to wear a tie? And I was like, I'll wear whatever you want me to, Mom. And so I wore a tie today, and so here I am, right? I, I, I think a lot of folks begin to struggle with that in church. You, you, you may, though, feel like you're a pretty good guy. You may be here today, and you're like, you know, I'm not— I'm not really, I haven't really made Jesus the Lord of my life, but I'm a pretty decent guy. But I just want to caution you here. Like, let's let the Word of God just resonate with our hearts today. If Jesus is not your Lord, if you have not given your life to Him, you're not serving Him. The Scripture says that you're alienated and a stranger. And so today, and, and, and every day, is an opportunity for you to receive Jesus as your Lord. And to take that step, receive his forgiveness, and begin to live your life for him. The second thing that we have read today that that I want to uncover and unpack is that you are saved to belong to God's mission. So we're, we're created to belong to God's family, and then we're saved to belong to God's mission. In verses 8 and 9, he very clearly says that we're saved by faith to do a good work that God prepared in advance. Some translations say uh, this work is something that we had better be doing. So this is the God-given purpose that he created for us to do. We're all going to have a different purpose, and it's going it's to all rally around this mission of making disciples. But some of you are gifted in, in hospitality. Some of you are, are gifted, and in, in, in you're, you're more of a let's dive in and let's, let's really teach. And, and some of you are, are more gifted to, to have compassion and love and to serve in, in other ways. And And this is what makes the church the church because we're all gifted in various ways. And when we come together, we are better. This is the mission to make disciples. And as followers of Jesus, as we are a part of this mission, sometimes what we struggle with, I know I do, struggle with this idea that, man, I'm still wrestling with sin. Just because I have come to faith doesn't mean that Oh, you know, I don't struggle with any sins and I'm, I, I've, I've arrived or anything. I still struggle with this. Our staff, we struggle with sin in our life, but that doesn't mean that I'm not ready or I'm not capable to serve on mission with God. See, we're never going to clean ourselves up. 
I know some of you have this excuse, and it's been working uh, for a long time. You've been sharing it with your wife, guys, for a long time. I can't serve. I'm not going to do anything. I'll show up every now and then, but I'm not going to take that next step because I just have things in my life that I have to deal with. And when I deal with those things, then, then I'll serve, then I'll go more. Then, Listen, just because you don't have it figured out doesn't mean God isn't inviting you to be a part of his mission. If I waited, if dad waited, if all of our volunteers were waiting, then we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be able to have this church. We wouldn't be accomplishing what God has set out for us to do. You can't become without belonging to God's mission. So let me ask you a question. What good work did God create in advance for you to do? If you don't know the answer to that, I have great news for you. We eat, sleep, and breathe help, helping people and equipping people to discover what their purpose is and to help them find a place to serve. We call it the journey process. It starts with base camp. You learn what it means to follow Jesus and what this church is about and the structure, and you meet pastors, and it's a great first step. And then after that, we, we help you discover what your purpose is. We call it camp two. And there are many, many volunteers that are on this journey. And every year I find different, different things that I feel God has, has given me and, and, and shared. And, 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 and so this journey of discovering what this purpose is, and it grows and it develops. But if you're not willing to take step one, then you're not, you're, you're not going to be ready for step three and four and ten. And so it's got to start somewhere. And so all of us were, were saved to be a part of God's mission, to belong to God's mission. And then finally, you're called to belong to God's church. So this is another aspect of the scripture that we see that's valuable and important for us. If we're going to follow Jesus, then we have to belong to a local church. Ephesians 3, look at it with me really quickly. Verse 8 of chapter 3 says, This grace was given, this salvation Paul's talking about, the grace to be saved and this, this work or this mission was given to me. And he says specifically his calling was to preach to the Gentiles, right? So that was his personal, but then he enlarges that scope to all of our role as we are on mission, is, is to share and to teach the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all Things. And so he says, the plan now is for us to share the light so that everyone could understand God's plan of salvation and understand that God loves them, understand that God has a purpose and a plan for their life. And it's our role now that we are saved to be on this mission. And it is through that mission that God is accomplishing this. And what is the primary mechanism and structure for him to do that? Look at verse 10. He says, through the church. Through the church, God's wisdom is being shared. His multifaceted wisdom is being shared and made known through the church. So there are a lot of great nonprofits and a lot of great Christian organizations that are doing a lot of great work. But if those folks are not committed to a church, then I would say that they have they have missed the teaching of the New Testament. Those are great and needed things, but they should all be serving God's church because it's through the church that the world has hope. 
The church is plan A. There is no plan B to reach this world. And so the structures, the, 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 the community, and everything that we see in the New Testament for you and I to, to do is found in and through God's church. Now, we can't do 90% of the New Testament without being a part of a local church. Here are a few examples. Hebrews 13, 7 says, submit to the elders of the church. Now, if you're not committed to a local church, how are you going to be able to obey that commandment? Submit to the leadership of a church. Well, you've got to be connected to a church to be able to obey that. We see Jesus say in John 13, 35, he says, uh, people will know that you are my disciples when you have love for one another. When you have love for one another. Disciples, other disciples. When people see Christians loving each other and serving each other and ministering to one another, then the world knows that we follow Jesus and, and they will give praise to God. That's what Jesus is explaining here. And so if you're not a part of a church, how are you going to show love to other believers? Consistently in the structure and framework of a church, like in relationship, belonging to his church, you're not going to be able to do that command. Who's going to help you when you start to wander away, perhaps, James chapter 5, verse 19 says, Whoever brings a sinner back from his wandering will save us so and cover a multitude of sins. Who's, who's going to be coming after you if you start to slack? Who's going to help run with you and pray with you for your prodigal son or daughter? God's church, the relationships that you've experienced, we're going to be with you. That community, that small group that you're in, in, in involved in and, and, and the belonging that you're finding here is, is, is where that will happen. You know, some of you are new to FC and you're wondering if you fit in here. You know, you're thinking, I look a little different or maybe I'm not from around here. My background is different or uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to accept me here. And I just have good news for you today. Like, like you do belong here. And, and, and there's a few people in the room that, that I want to you know, clarify. You, you do belong here if you feel like an outsider. If you feel like an alien or stranger, I felt the same way. So you belong here if you feel alone. You belong here if you have issues. You say, Trent, I've got problems. Like, I, I like legit problems, man. I've got issues. You belong here. In fact, you're in good company because I, I have issues too. I've got, some, I've got some major problems. Like if your marriage is in trouble, you belong here. There's a lot of marriages that are struggling in here today. You belong here. This is, God's going to do something in you. you, you got to believe that. Hey, you belong here if you suck as a parent. <laughs> I am right there with you, man. I'm learning. Like, you belong here. Look, you, you belong here if you don't have a lot of money. You belong here if you do have a lot of money. Invite me over. We'll hang out. <laughs> Look, you belong here if you feel alone. Some of you know what it feels like to, to, to be in a room of hundreds of people and still feel like, man, I, I feel all alone. You belong here. You belong here if you don't feel good enough. You belong here if you want to become more like Jesus. You belong here if you want to be a part of a movement, if you want to see Jesus lifted high. If you are looking for hope, you belong here. We don't just want to talk about Jesus. We want you to experience Jesus. Now, I can't make you experience 
Jesus. I can't manufacture this. But what I, I, I want to do and I want you to see is that as we are committed and we belong in God's church and we gather here especially to sing praise to God, open up the word of God, hear it taught, you know what happens? We experience Jesus. He's here today. You feel it? Have you heard from him? In the music, in someone's voice as they welcome you, as the word of God is being, being taught even right now, God's spirit is just resonating in our hearts and in our minds. He is present. See, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes, but that doesn't mean you don't belong here. In fact, we offend each other. We get on each other's nerves. The, the family of God is a lot like your personal family. <laughs> like, I, I've got four amazing children. God's blessed us with four kids that I, I love. They are great kids, but they're not perfect. They mess up on a regular basis. But that doesn't mean that they don't belong to me. It doesn't mean that they don't always have a, a place to, to call home with, with my wife and I. No, they, they will always belong. In fact, you know, my, my wife and I, we have a lot of disagreements. And, and so, you know, just because we have different, different opinions doesn't mean that she doesn't belong to me anymore and I don't belong to, to her. You see, the reality is God uses some of that conflict in our life to take us into a deeper relationship. And so the family of God works in much the same way. As we gather in God's church, yeah, there are going to be annoyances and, and, and there are going to be offenses, but sometimes God brings those into our lives so that we can deal with them as a follower of Jesus and actually practice the process of forgiveness. And then that draws us into a deeper relationship with the Lord and each other. So we don't want to run away from, from that tension. We want to embrace that tension. A lot of us are struggling today. We're not perfect, but that doesn't mean we don't belong. I would say you are in good company. And as we learn and come to understand the Word of God and we help each other recognize sin in our life, the power of God gives us freedom. He restores broken homes, he comforts broken hearts, and he gives joy to broken dreams. And no matter what you've experienced in your church, good things, bad things, no matter what you bring into this place today, God wants you to come home, and he wants you to find belonging here at Foothills Church. And as a pastor, I want you to know that I will never settle for anything less than every single person that God wants to bring to this church. I get frustrated with people that talk about, you know, how big churches aren't good or, you know, growing churches are, are bad and, you know, big churches, large churches are of the devil. I'm like, really? Large churches are bad? Like, like what are we going to do? We're going to like stand at the door and then like as people are coming, get to a point to where we say, sorry, we're full? Like, come on, come on, come on, come on, ma'am, come on. In. Oh, sorry, sir, you can, your, your wife can come, but... You can't come. We're full. Like, we, we just got too big. Bye-bye. Right? Like, whoa. Have you ever been in line at a food truck or something, and you're, 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 you're going to order some food? You've been in line for several minutes. You get up there. You order the ice cream. And they say, sorry, we ran out of, of, of the ice cream. Like, feeling of, are you kidding me? We were at Dollywood last year, and, like, we were standing in line at the Wild Eagle for two hours. Right? And we get up to the front. And right when it's about to be our turn, 
the, the little teenage dude looks at us and says, sorry, we have to shut down the ride. And I'm like, what? For, for, what are we shutting the ride down for? And he was like, wasps. True story. Shutting down the ride for wasps. And I'm like, look, give me that spray can. Give me a shovel. I will go smash the heck out of some wasp nest, and we will get this thing going. And he said, sorry, we can't. They're endangered wasps. Endangered wasp? Are you kidding me? Maybe I don't love the planet enough, <laughs> but I believe all wasps should just die, <laughs> along with spiders, mosquitoes, all of them. And those little crazy little bugs with a thousand legs that run in the bathroom. Like, what are those things? <laughs> Scary. Let's kill them. It's no fun to, to, to wait in line and get to the door and then, them, you know, shut it down. Like, we're, we don't understand the mind of Jesus if we think that he doesn't want more people to experience relationship in this church and experience the power of the gospel. Like, there is always room for one more. There's always room at the cross. And at Foothills Church, we're always going to make room for people who want to know about Jesus and grow closer to Jesus. And so the next step for some of you is, is to engage that step. You've been wondering, you've been kind of uh, waiting around, let's see what it looks like. And I believe God is calling you to take that next step. And, and that first step to connect here at FC is base camp. And we're going to begin that in three weeks. It's actually at 9 a.m. With this great facility, we're, we're able to offer it at a different time. And so 9 a.m. on Sunday, I know some of you travel, and so that's been part of the reason. And so you'll be able to come early. You have to wake up a little bit early. Come to base camp, then come to this service. You're going to get all kinds of Jesus those three weeks. It's going to be amazing. And you're going to be on your way to discovering God's purpose for your life. You can't become without belonging. And you belong here. So as we close today, it's a great day, man. We're celebrating. It's, uh, it's definitely not our final step, but it's a big step. Right? This, is, this is awesome to be here. And there are a lot of seats that God is going to fill through our ministry here. And, and I wanted to close today just by, just by pausing and thanking God, praising God for how far he's brought us. And for some of you that are new, Maybe for you, it's thanking God for allowing you to, to finally find a place like this and, and the excitement that God is generating in your heart right now. Like, this is, this is a good thing. Like, this is moving in the right direction. We want to belong here. And, and so we're going to close with uh, prayer, and then we're going to stand and, and, and worship uh, together because God has been good to us. Amen? God's been good to us. He's been good to us to, to allow us as aliens separated from Him to be a part of the family of God. And then to, to give us gifts so that we could be on mission with God. And then to give us a church like this to be connected in community. God has been good. We want to worship him today. Would you bow your heads? Lord Jesus, we want to just thank you today for allowing us to be here. Yes, to be in a new facility, but even more so to be in a place where Relationships like this are being formed and established. A place where we are growing and connecting. And no, we have not yet arrived, 
but Lord, we feel that we are, we are moving in, in the direction that you've called us to. And so we praise you and thank you. You are a good God. And even though many of us are going through so many challenging things and, and there's, there's brokenness in our life and there's hurt in our life and some feel alone in this place, God, we still pause and recognize that you are in control that you are sovereign over every situation, that you hear our prayer and our cries today, that you love us, you've got a plan for us, and through Jesus we can have hope. So today, God, no matter what we're facing, we want to stand and sing that you are good. You have brought us to this point, and there are better days ahead. And so thank you, God, for who you are. We worship you today. We worship you for what you're going to do in our life and in this city as a result of this church. And we pray all of this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. More information about Foothills Church can be found online at foothillschurch.com.